0: On WHMP.
1: And welcome to Talk to Talk. I'm Buzz Eisenberg. And I'm Bill Newman. And it is time for Science and Sensibility with uh, GCC Professor Emeritus Brian Adams. Brian Adams, it is, well, getting near the end of February. Weather is changing somewhat. What's happening in this region?
2: End of February, the weather is changing. And you know what that means? It's sugar time, sugar season. The maple trees start to do their thing and send their sap up, or is it down, or is it uh, both? And what we get is glorious, wonderful New England maple syrup. And here to tell us all about that today is Paul Zanoni. He is with Paul's—he is the Paul of Paul Sugar Shack in Williamstown, uh, heading out on Route 9. Is it Haydenville or Williamstown,
0: Paul? Williamsburg.
2: With Williamsburg. Where am I? <laughs> yeah. I'm in the wrong part of the state. Ah, huh? Williamsburg. Thank you for correcting me, um, Paul. Thank you so much for being on the show. No problem. Um, so the trees started to do their thing, and then they froze up, and now you're back to tapping again. The sap is running again. Can you tell us what's going on?
0: Well, we had a, we tapped early this year, which is like a record early because you know the climate change and everything. The season starting earlier and ending earlier. So we started tapping mid-February, mid-January, I take that back. We got our first run the 10th of February, which is super early, and we've made 100 and some odd gallons of syrup so far. Then it froze up for a week or 10 days, and we're supposed to get some sap the next couple of days, and it's going to freeze up again for another week. So so what long. makes for good tapping
2: conditions? I mean, what freeze up, what does that, what does that mean?
0: Well, they need the sap to, to, to freeze at night, so the sap goes down the trees. And during the day, when it thaws out above forty, the sap runs up the tree. The sugar is stored in the tree, and the water comes up from the soil and mixes with the sugar that's in the tree. And it creates the sap.
2: So the 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 it's a sap running up during the day that you're capturing. Is that correct?
0: Correct, and it goes. And back. it has
2: to be above freezing temperatures for it to do that, right? Right. Right. So why, why is there sap? What is sap, and why do the trees do it?
0: Um, it's a chlorophyll. When the trees when the leaves come out, the sun turns it into, uh, collected into the leaves, turned into chlorophyll, Chlorophyll, <laughs> and then uh, it's the sugar is stirred, changed into sugar, and the sugar is stored in the tree. Now, if you have like a year where you have a lot of rainfall or a drought, there won't, the leaves won't be big, they'll be small, or they'll, they'll uh, shrivel up early, and the sap won't be sweet the following season. And that's what we've had the last few years, because if we had a drought or too much rain, you get too much rain, which is a lot of water in the soil, but the leaves uh, get a fungus on them, and we don't get a lot of sunlight, so we don't get a lot of sugar in the trees. So the sap probably will not be sweet this year.
2: Oh my goodness. We want sweet sap, Paul. That's your job. We want our maple sugar sweet. Um, so, how how do you make maple syrup from sap?
0: Well, we have a reverse osmosis. We have about thirty four hundred taps, all on the vacuum system, all on pipeline. We have to truck all our sap in because we have no maple trees on our property. But we run it through an reverse osmosis <laughs> machine which takes a 2% sugar uh, sap down to maybe 10%. So we're talking 80, uh, 8 gallons to make a gallon instead of 45 gallons to make a gallon. Then we run it through the, the evaporator, which will boil away about 180 gallons of water an hour, and then we draw it off every
1: Can I just hour. clarify that? Eight gallons of sap to make one gallon of syrup. Is that what you're saying? That's after, As opposed to 45 gallons of sap to make one gallon of syrup. Correct. It's a big labor saving, big fuel savings. We can
0: actually go home and have supper instead of boiling all night like we used to.
2: What what the heck is reverse osmosis? What How, how does that work?
0: Uh, the sap comes in like a 2%. We have a big filter, and it's a big membrane, and the water molecules will pass through the um, the membrane, and, and the sugar molecules will be separated. So we'll bring in about mm, probably 1,200 gallons of sap in an hour, And we'll get 300 gallons of concentrate, and then we'll have about 800 gallons of pure water that we save. And we use that to rinse our whole system at the end of the night.
2: Wow, that's sort of cool. And how do you shoot the sap through the reverse osmosis screen or whatever it is? How do you make it go through? Uh,
0: It's a series of pumps. We have a a main feed pump, and we have a high-pressure pump. We run about 400 PSI on the high-pressure pump. Pounds per square inch. Correct. And then uh, we have a recirculation pump that recirculates the, the sap that's in the membranes to bring it to the correct sweetness that you want.
2: So, um, Paul, you said you have how many taps? Was it
0: 2,700? Uh,
2: 3,500. 3,500. Um, and of those 3,500 um, taps, uh, is that 3,500 trees, or there are sometimes multiple taps per tree?
0: Um, years ago, before vacuum systems, we used to put like three or four taps on a tree. Now we run about one or two taps per tree because we have high vacuum. We're running about 27 inches of a vacuum. So, what,
2: what, is, what does a vacuum mean?
0: Uh, we have a pump at the end of each pipeline, and it draws the sap out of the tree. Which So you, rather than
2: just having it flow... Naturally out of the tree, um, you're sucking it out with this giant pump thing.
0: I mean, yeah, pretty much, pretty much like that. Which gives uh-huh, you fresher uh-huh. sap because it's not sitting in the lines. There's the sun beating on it, so you get fresher sap because the lines are always empty, and uh-huh. so you get fresher sap, which gives you uh,
1: um, better syrup. So Paul Zanoni uh-huh. of Paul's Sugar Shack in Williamsburg. How many gallons of maple syrup are you going to you expect to produce this year? Um, or maybe I should ask, on an average year, what do you produce and how many this year? Uh, we usually do about twelve to 1,400
0: gallons of syrup. Uh, this year, we're having vicious squirrel problems. so
2: Hold on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> vicious squirrel problems. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. we uh, Tell us about that.
0: Well, everything's on a vacuum system. We probably have about 40 miles of pipeline out there. And if you get a squirrel chew, we lose vacuum because it starts sucking air. But we have one part of our sugar, bush we've been fixing stuff and patching and putting connectors in. And we, we, we've yet to hit 13 inches of vacuum. We try to run 27, but we, we get to hit 13. And when we do hit 13, we go in the next day and the squirrels chew it again and we're back down to 5 inches. So we're getting less sapped right from the start.
2: And oh, my we're, golly. We're having and hard what time. And what do you do about the vicious squirrels?
0: We just keep fixing pipe and hope they go away. I mean, I, I'm not going to poison them, you know. I mean, what, I'm not going to shoot them. I mean, I get, you know, I just I enjoy the squirrels to look at them. But when they start to do some serious damage, it's, it's getting to the point I don't know what to do.
2: So. Well, you know, I'm never going to look at a squirrel the same again, Paul. I'm going to go, you vicious squirrel! Stop doing those sap lines. I want my maple sugar. I want my maple syrup. Mm. Um. So let's get back because I don't think you answered Buzz's question because I rudely interrupted you. How many gallons are you hoping to get?
0: If if I can if I can get eleven hundred gallons, I'll be I'll be happy.
2: Uh huh. And you sell right at the store there on Route Nine
0: in Williamsburg. Correct. We're open year round. Uh, Self serve. Uh-huh. Could that's you go any...
2: back to these numbers for one second? You're going to get eleven hundred gallons. That's for retail
0: sale. Correct. And that. Requires you to actually have, to have uh, taken from the trees how many gallons? Usually runs about sixty thousand gallons. My average. goodness, sixty thousand gallons! 000. Wow,
2: and that's with the vicious squirrels.
1: Uh, that's without squirrels. <laughs> <laughs> so, Paul Zanoni, I when I, uh, I when I go through Williamsburg, squirrel, I'm sorry, Brian. What'd you say?
2: I just can't get the vicious squirrel image (laughs) out of my mind. Uh, It's just sticking sticking right there. I'm just wondering, Um,
1: when I I drive to the hill towns, uh, go through Williamsburg, and I'm west of Williamsburg, and I see all these blue lines on these trees just off of Route 9, are those the Zanoni, Paul Sugar House? No, those
0: aren't ours. Those those are my neighbors. Oh. Yeah, we have one in Goshen. You can see those pipelines right on the Goshen line. We have about 1,000 taps there.
2: And when you when you say one in Goshen, does that mean a uh, one um, a set of acreage where you're renting the trees to tap? How does that work?
0: Yeah, we, we lease trees. It's usually a ten year lease. We'll um, we'll put electricity in to run our vacuum pumps. We'll set up the sugar bush, maintain the woods for, for ten years, and then if they want to renew after that, that's fine. And we have. Uh, I'm Covington, on the Goshen Covington line, we, we have 36 acres that we own, and we rent another 40 up there. So we've got a wow. total of about 120 acres that we tap. Wow. And how do you maintain your
2: sugar bush? What do you do to the maple trees to keep them healthy and, and, uh, and happy and hopefully um, full of syrup?
0: Well, I usually go out with a chainsaw and cut any dead standing, any brush, invasive species, that type thing. And we retool um, our entire pipeline system every year. At certain, they do like five hundred taps a year. We'll take the tubing down, do all the chainsaw work, clean up the woods, put up brand new tubing. Next year, we'll do the next five hundred taps. The next five. So by the time you get done, it's time to start all over again. So and the woods well, are pretty nice too. Yeah.
2: So it's a it's a it's not a, a February March. April thing. It's a year-round production to keep that maple syrup coming to us. Is that correct?
0: Oh, it's at least six months, yeah.
2: Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Wow. Um, does tapping maple trees hurt the trees?
0: Um, no, because some of my trees have been tapped for generations. You know, I'm, I've been 40 years at one of my sugar bushes and the trees are doing fine. You just don't want to over-tap. That's, and take your taps out at the end of the year. Don't leave them in for months on end like a lot of Producer's will.
2: Oh, so you have to actually remove the tubing and, and just let it sit on the forest floor or do you actually physically bring it back into your <laughs> barn or something?
0: No, we, we just pull the taps and, and wash in place with vacuum. And then every uh-huh. year we, um, we leave the tubing up year-round. That's why we uh-huh. have squirrel damage like on the off-season, but usually it's a minimal amount of squirrel damage. But this year it's been quite a bit. But uh, we, we place the spouts every year, put sterile spouts in every year. And it gives you a better sap flow because the sap, the taps that we used to put in the used ones, they, they got bacteria on them. Even though we wash them, they still have uh, some bacterias. We won't kill it. So we just put a sterile, sterile spout in every year.
1: How many so people? The,
0: go ahead, Brian. Sorry.
2: The days of using buckets to uh, collect sap are over. Is that right? That's just sort of a picturesque New England kind of image. I mean everybody's doing lines is that is that right?
0: yeah I mean labor wise if if I had three thousand buckets out there, I'd have you know three trucks with six guys gathering and labor labor' kill me. you know the price of syrup is like not as it hasn't gone up that much in the last thirty years. It's just like and it's labor you get paid twice as much for labor and everything's twice as much. Well,
1: that's what I was gonna ask. How many people does it take to collect sixty thousand gallons of sap? I do it myself holy what
2: (laughs) you do it yourself yeah (laughs) you have no other workers you're you're the only guy in town
0: no i i do all the the vacuum stuff the gathering stuff i hire one guy he does the boiling he runs the sugar house he's been Uh with me for 15 years i think i hired him as a 17 year old kid that i don't know if i want the kids working for me or not you know he is he's fantastic i i can't I can't say wow. anything more about it. He's, he's fantastic. He's well, fantastic.
1: he also Brian Adams, uh, Paul Zanoni has bodyguards to protect him from vicious squirrels out in the woods. We're going to well, take a thinking, break. We're... I could
2: be, I could be hired as the vicious squirrel um, <laughs> scare offer. Um, I make a good scarecrow. You're hired. I could just sort of <laughs> sit out in the woods and they look and ah, run the other way. You're highly Maybe. qualified.
1: We're going to take a break right now. We're going to be back with Paul Zanoni of Paul's Sugar Shack right here in Williamsburg. First, you get the buckets ready, clean the pans, and gather firewood late in the winter. It's maple syrup time. You need warm and sunny days. You're listening to Talk the Talk with Bill Newman and Buzz Eisenberg.
0: You're listening to Talk the Talk with Bill Newman and Buzz Eisenberg. WHMP.
1: Well, this is just too interesting. We're back uh, eavesdropping on a conversation between Brian Adams and Paul Zanoni of Paul's Sugar Shack in Williamsburg. Brian. Brian.
2: Well, and we hope that vicious squirrels aren't eavesdropping as well, so they know. Uh Aha, he's got got property in Goshen, too. Let's go there. Um, During the break, Paul, um, you were talking about not only the vicious squirrels that chew the tubing. Maybe they have a sweet tooth. Maybe they don't. Maybe they're just after the tubing. But they're also stealing the taps. Can you tell us that story again?
0: Yeah, back in the 80s. Uh, late 80s, early 90s, there's a two- or three-year span. There's a surplus of squirrels, I guess, and they were annihilating everybody's sugar bushes. And they came up with all kinds of different things. You rub this on there and, you know, those noises and all, all kinds of stuff. Nothing worked, anyways. And they just kind of went away after a few years. But I was, we lost the top of our sugar bush one time. I sent my kids up to uh, start tapping. They get to the top of the hill. There's, there's no tubing up here. What do you, what do you mean to start tapping? And they took the whole—everything— Gone, and a few years later, I was cutting uh, some big old dead trees, and then, and sure enough, I had not knocked a tree down, and there's, there's a whole pocket of like 200 spouts that they had hoarded, you know, years before. <laughs> well, that's, that's just so crazy. I mean,
2: vicious hoarding squirrels, stealing caps, How dare you? Uh, um, so, Paul, you uh, at at your sugar shack in um, in Williamsburg. You don't just make maple syrup. You do other products as well. Can you tell us about that?
0: Yeah, correct. We do uh, maple cream, maple sugar, maple sugar candies, granulated sugar, cotton candy. Um, it's actually, the syrup business is like, there's no money. It's like farming, like milking cows. You know, guys milk cows. They like to milk cows. You know, we, we share because we, we like the sugar. And uh, you make more money in your value-added products than you do in actually selling a gallon of syrup. And how do you turn syrup into sugar? Uh, we just take more of the water out of it.
2: And so we, it's just doing the same thing: um, boil and boil and boil some more. Is that is that right?
0: Correct. The, the granulated sugar will take that down. Syrup is two hundred nineteen degrees. Uh, granulated sugar is two hundred and fifty eight degrees. Just ready to burn, mm. and, uh-huh. and then uh, and you just cook it down to there. Cooked down in what's called an evaporator. No, we do that. uh, We have a a certified kitchen at home. We do all this at home.
2: uh, Wow, Wow. very cool. Um, Paul, early in the show, you talked about climate change. Um, Sugar maples are one of those trees that are really pretty much at the southernmost end of their range here in western Massachusetts. And as the climate warms, you talked about um, tapping earlier than you just about ever tapped this year, middle of January and syrup coming in the middle of February, um, are you concerned about climate change? What is going to happen to our beloved sugar maples in the valley?
0: Well, I mean, the, the, the climate change, is, it's like when I first started sugar, it's our 60th year, actually, sugar, and, and um, we used to tap March 1st and go into the almost the end of April. Now we don't even go into April anymore. We're done, like, the, last year we're done the 25th of, of, of March. And it's just, it's just getting warmer and warmer every year. We're getting more bugs out there. We're getting more invasive species because of the warmer weather. And um, like the emerald ash borer, you know. Um yeah, it's just not looking good. If I was younger, I probably wouldn't I'd go north if I was gonna invest in a big sugar in operation. <laughs>
2: yeah. Wow. Well, how long have you been doing this, Paul?
0: Uh, I started when I was eight years old.
2: Oh, hold on. You started when you were eight years old? Yeah.
0: So oh my golly! I'm still 39, so I don't know, 60 <laughs> years really doesn't. I, I can't do the math here; it doesn't come out right. <laughs> and what what got you interested in sugaring? Um, school vacation. There's nothing to do, so we had a one maple tree on our property, and I had a couple coffee cans, and we tapped them and boiled on a flat pan outside. I think that's why a lot of people started, actually.
2: Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's that's very cool. Um, we have just a couple minutes left, uh, Paul. Is it is it just Sugar maples that produce sap sweet enough to make in the, in the syrup, or are there other trees that you can tap as well.
0: Oh, they're making uh, syrup out of hickory and uh, birch syrup is a big thing now. I've tried it; I don't like it, but uh, it's like 200 gallons make a gallon, so the oh, price.
2: 200 of, gallons! Oh my goodness! Yeah, wow! They're,
0: and they're making a lot of walnut syrup. They're making that too. It's, it's not like to put on pancakes. It's like more to put like in flavorings and foods and stuff. And they're actually. But you're, you're
2: sticking with the tried and true sugar maple.
0: Yep, for sure, for sure.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. We've been talking with Paul Zanoni of Paul's Sugar Shack in Williamsburg, Massachusetts, right on Route 9 as you're heading up to the hill towns. Um, Paul, if people want to visit, can they watch you do anything? Can they watch you boil and boil? Um, can they visit your shop to buy stuff? How does that work?
0: Uh, we have a self-serve, like, during the week. But once sap really starts running, we pretty much boil every—we're open weekends for sure. And— uh, During the week,
1: we we boil pretty much every night, so we're open pretty much every day.
0: And where are you in Williamsburg?
1: Right on Route 9, across some Bacons. Paul Zanoni, thank you so much. Um, uh, Brian, we have to go. There is a vicious squirrel in the studio. We're going to move on to our next segment. Paul, thank you, Brian. Thank you so much. We'll be right back. Some trash. You can understand why I've got to get back up to that sugar shack.
0: Whoa, baby, that. This is Talk the Talk with Bill Newman and Buzz Eisenberg.